Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This, this is Invo. This is India Ari. Hey, what's up? This is Brandy. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. Espresso. The Mocha Mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. All your questions about the Delta variant and vaccines will get answered today. Cafe Mocha's got a couple doctors on hand to Take your questions, separate the lies from the truth, and help keep you and your family safe and healthy. But first, spring came. The COVID numbers dropped. So did the masks and people's inhibitions. After being locked down for over a year, we are ready to get back out there and hook up. Sexologist Dr. Rachel is up next. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, along with Lonnie Love. What's up, Lonnie? Girl, in the second week of July, I got an email from um, the people that work with Mrs. Obama, the When We All Vote, and there is a new organization called Made to Save. And they asked me to go up to Detroit with the vice president to do a vaccine pop-up in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, Angelique, it was so, first of all, I always go home, you know, yeah. I, I love going home, but it was a wonderful experience. I met the governor, I met all the state representatives, and we have a black lieutenant governor who is awesome, and you're going to hear a lot from him, but to see the reception that Vice President Harris received in Detroit, it was just awesome, you know, and I know Simone her assistant, Simone Sanders. And, you know, just to see that progress, I was very humbled. I was allowed to speak ahead of her to, you know, rile up the, the people. And it was just a great event. But more importantly, the message, Angelique, is that we have to get more people vaccinated. And, you know, so I want to take this time to remind people Coming up this fall is going to be really, really hard. We have to build up our immune systems. And so because the vaccine, that's a way to help build up your immune system against COVID because there are different variants that are coming. And people need to understand it's not just the Delta variant, it's the gamma variant. It's going through the whole- The epsilon, the, the whole- yes. the the epsilon yeah. variant originated here in California. That's ours. Uh, yeah. 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 It's yeah. many. And the more, you know, everything is made to survive. And so this virus jumps from body to body. And if you're not vaccinated, it morphs to survive. It just exactly. changes just a little, just a little, just a little. And so the more people who aren't vaccinated, the more it's going to switch up. I mean, I think eventually, hopefully it'll be like the flu where you get the vaccine, you get the flu shot and you, you might catch the flu, but it's not going to kill you kind of thing. But and I want meantime, people to understand that like it, 
you can be like, once you get vaccinated, say you're with someone that doesn't get vaccinated, that's an extra layer of protection. It doesn't, there, there are breakthrough infections. If you're vaccinated, you could get COVID and they call that a breakthrough infection. But for the majority of people, it is a, a layer of protection. It's helping to build your immune system. Um, I've gotten it. The vice president has gotten it. Uh, you know, uh, one third of Americans have gotten it. And it's, it's there. And we have supplies that are in the warehouses and they have to use those supplies or they'll go bad. And so I sent a tweet to President Biden. I said, just send it to the other countries because if our people ain't going to use it, you That's know what, what I was getting ready to say. Send it somewhere else. If y'all don't want it, I bet you the second we start sending it somewhere, well, you're sending my stuff. Yeah. yeah I just, you know. You know I don't know. I'm so you I'm, can go to a CVS, you can go to these um the, the the pharmacies, everybody I went to the Walmart has them. If you go to any pharmacies, you can get it for free. It's it's a simple it, you know, if you do Pfizer and Moderna, it's two shots. If you do the Johnson and Johnson, it's one and done. But please, everybody, black people people of color, we really need that layer of protection um, because there are underlying conditions that you don't know. And this, 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 uh, this virus is getting stronger. It is getting stronger. And those are the variants. So I just wanted to give that message out to people, you know, please get vaccinated. I'm sorry. And I just want to say that the people who are getting it are younger. You know, those 20 somethings thought, oh, I don't need to get a shot. Well, guess what? All this summer at the summer camps, those teenagers, the young kids are getting it. Yes. Um, so a lot of those rules that applied a year and a half ago when this happened, they no longer apply. And please don't get your information off of Facebook. Get it from reputable sources, not from your, your cousin or somebody that you see put something on Facebook. They're doing that intentionally to scare. I know that there was an issue with a lot of people on the right who were saying not getting it. Now, all of a sudden, they're saying to get it because they are looking at these reports. The CDC, go to the cbc.gov and, and see. If y'all been waiting, don't wait any longer. This is your life. And we want to get back to normal. I'm afraid, really, uh, Angelique, that we're going to have to shut back down. Come um, the, the, the flu season, you know, October, November, if, if we don't get enough people vaccinated and this thing, because it's already starting to spread. I'm getting people that's like, I got COVID. I got COVID. I'm like, I know, because you didn't get vaccinated. And so this is really, really important. And people need to understand this is the only way and build up your immune system naturally, you know, and still keep distance. Keep that mask on. I'm still wearing my mask. I don't care. I keep wearing mine. So, you know, I'm in the house. You see, I'm on the mic right now in the house with my mask on. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We just want everybody to be safe. And we love y'all. So we're trying to do the best that we can. But, you know, definitely research and make the best decision for yourself and your family. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie Love. The world was kind of opening up this summer and there have been reports. People going to be having sex. Yeah. And and reconnecting because we've been shut down for a long time. Some of us quite literally. Anyway. Having sex. (laughs) So we have someone on the line that's going to help us. (laughs) 
because people are going to be having sex from the pandemic. Dr. Rachel Ross, sexologist and board certified family medicine physician. Dr. Ross, welcome to Cafe. Yes. Kevin, talk about post-pandemic sex. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Lottie, yes. Lottie. For, 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 for everyone who's been locked up and everything else has been locked up as well. So yes, pandemic, post-pandemic sex, right? So I think one thing that we have to keep in mind is that, you know, now that things have opened back up, people are a little more comfortable. Now, how do we stay safe in this particular environment? And how do you, one, you know, make sure that you enjoy yourself? Because I think there's a lot of anxiety going on. And so I think the big thing is, how can you still relax and be comfortable enough to, to, to just say, hey, you know, I'm connecting physically with a person here. Let me let COVID go for a moment. And I think that's the task because I think particularly in our community, we're kind of, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of very conservative when it comes to COVID. You know, everybody still wants to mask up. Um, and, you know, even after you've had your vaccine, you know, everybody's still very focused on masking up. So what's the right thing to do? What's the wrong things to do? And I think honestly, at some point, you know, let's be real here, ladies. At some point, we're just going to have to have some faith that we might just be okay. And if you bring that type of energy into the relationship, particularly in the sexual situation, things probably will be okay, you know? And so I think the, one of the biggest impediments to great sex is fear and worry. So I think what we have to do now is kind of just, just be mindful and, and use a little faith to be like, you know what, it's going to be all right for the go. What has sex been like during the pandemic? I mean, you know, with so many people unable or unwilling to date, I'm sure there were a lot of people who were just going anyway and doing it, but I wanted a pandemic sex tutorial. It's like, do, do you have to wear a mask? Or, I mean, we're past that now, but, but what was the, what feedback were you getting yeah. during the pandemic with regard to how people were dealing with that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think in, in our hearts and our minds, we want to try to be, you know, very conservative and straight up and down about it. But what I was actually seeing a little bit more of is I've been so repressed for so long that I had a, a, a moment of weakness. And now I'm here with you, Dr. Rachel, wondering, is everything OK? Did I catch anything? Mm. So honestly, what I felt was that people were being less safe than you would normally expect them to be, because I think, you know, it's it one of those things you weren't going anywhere, you weren't doing anything, everything was at home. So the minute that a little bit of action and activity took place, we let it all go. Right. And, you know, everybody was really kind of worried. There were a lot of STDs, actually. Um, so we weren't, oddly enough, we weren't as cautious as you would think we would be, because I think it it, it just emotions, emotions took hold and we just ran with it, which I found to be very interesting. I also found that during the pandemic, there was a lot of, you know, we got a lot of plastic surgery during the pandemic. Did you guys know that? That, yeah. that, that plastic surgery really, I mean, I was doing physicals and, and everything. And I'm like, so, you know, what, what type of surgery is it? Well, I'm getting the, I'm getting the butt lift. Oh, I'm getting uh, my butt done. I'm all, so it was really a big time for, you know, people really to just kind of plant the seeds to, to feel, uh, you know, to feel as attractive as they, as they felt like they were going to feel 
after all this was over. So it was an interesting time in terms of sexuality and in terms of expectations, really. I did hear people were getting a lot of face work done because of Zoom, but this is the first time I'm hearing like butts. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that's interesting. That's one thing I really saw, you know, very little of. It was really more about the body, it was about the breast, it was uh-huh. about the butt. And it was about, you know, now that I have this extra bit of income, you know, mm. I'm going to go get it done. And uh, it was it was actually kind of made me feel some kind of way because I was like, gosh, have, have all of these have all these women and men actually been sitting, you know, wanting different bodies all this time. And now all of a sudden they've got the money to do it. Like, where's all this coming from? Or are we sitting at home like looking at Instagram, wishing our bodies look like everybody else's? So now you're quick to get surgery. So. I felt like it was a really big time for plastic surgery and a really big time for random hookups and like oopsies, like, oops, could you check? I had an oopsie. That's what weird. about, what about sex toys? I, I, they had to. Yes. Oh, yes. People, people in that business did very well during the pandemic. Sex toys were selling like hotcakes. Now, when you think about sex toys, most of the time, what we do with sex toys is we buy them, you know, they're novelty, you get them, you're like, oh, this is great, great. And then, it, you know, it sits in the dresser and barely gets used. I feel like during the pandemic, they were not only getting used, but sales were through the roof on sex toys. So um, there was more of that. There were more actually, you know, couples. I felt like in the beginning of COVID, there was more sex, but actually what we found is a lot more, a lot, a lot of breakups, you know, couples mm-hmm. sitting around looking at each other, like, you know, now, now that we have to spend all this time together, I realize yeah. I don't really like you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I pulled the wool right off. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of where things were. And so with the sex toys, one thing that we didn't see a whole lot of, and, and what I like to encourage, particularly if people are coupled up, is sharing the sex toy. You know, like we're going to integrate this toy into what we already do. I feel like it even further pushed the divide between, okay, well, I'll be right back. And then you, <laughs> one person goes into the bathroom to take care of themselves. The other person's in the closet and taking care of themselves. And then they go back and watch Netflix together. So I don't feel like the sex toys were doing what they're kind of intended to when you're coupled up is to bring us closer and let help us have better sex. I think it actually helped us be a little bit more isolated, to be honest. Wow. wow. What mm-hmm. do you recommend to the woman that has been on lockdown? I mean, medically, or is it more psychologically, how long should we wait before having sex? I think you don't need to wait much at all. (laughs) I mean, I think psychologically, you know, you have to know where you are in terms of, I mean, can I have random sex with a person without really knowing them and and be okay with that and move forward? Um, Do I have to be in a coupled situation to have sex with someone? Does sex make me feel connected to somebody who might not really even want to be in a relationship? So I think, first of all, you have to define for yourself what is it, if you have sex with someone, what is it going to mean to you, right? And for some people, a sexual contact means, okay, are we dating now? And to the person you had sex with, they'd be like, no, that was just sex. So I think you have to be very clear with yourself what your intention is when it comes to having sex. 
And then two, you've got to be pretty kind of careful about who you choose there. Because remember, when you orgasm with somebody or share and exchange bodily fluids in a particular way, there's some type of energy transfer there. So if you're not the type who can be bulletproof enough to be like, okay, thank you, talk to you later, and that person really doesn't want to have a, a relationship because I feel like guys are coming off of COVID kind of like, whoa, let me explore. So I think what you have to do is be really honest with yourself about what you're looking for and realizing that sex oftentimes does not mean it's going to morph into more than that. Um, so being lonely and having sex are two totally different things. Having sex is not going to make us feel any less lonely. It's just going to help you bust one and move on to the next moment, really. Wow. That's a, you know, that's the thing that I think that, that out of this whole conversation, you know, having sex is not going to uh, stop you from being lonely. That's a, oh. that is a word. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because honestly, when you look at what happens to your brain and your body after you orgasm, we all get something that's called like this post-orgasmic hangover. And it happens more, more in men than actually women, but women report it too, where all of a sudden, after you orgasm, your dopamine levels, which is that, that passion hormone, you know, just depletes itself. That's why all of a sudden afterwards, some of us feel like, okay, well, let me see what's next. And you just all of a sudden almost feel a little lonely, almost feel sad. It's almost like going through a withdrawal of sorts. So you honestly really do need to be mindful of the fact that when you are connecting with someone like that, that it it can be very magical for 15 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever, but you do have to deal with yourself. You have to deal with your hormones. You have to deal with the event after it happens too. So I think we just need to be a little bit more mindful about the the present and the future when you're thinking about who you're going to connect with sexually. And Dr. Ross, what can people do that have been in long-term relationships and maybe the thrill is gone? I mean, for a lot of men that happens and then you have this poor woman sitting there, no sex. What, What advice would you give them? No, that's that's great. You know, and, and I see this one a lot because there's a difference between we've been together, we still love each other, and we still kind of attracted to each other, but uh, we've just lost the connection sexually versus somebody who we've been together so long, I'm not even really attracted to you, you're more like my roommate now. And so I think couples need to start really kind of being honest with each other about where they are there. And if there is still some physical attraction between the two of you, then a way to kind of amplify that so it's not like, okay, well, here we go. Let's just do this. And it's womp, womp, womp. You really do have to try to take the part of you that's not sexual and make it exciting so that the part of you that is sexual can feel the excitement. For for instance, we know that if a couple goes and, you know, has, has a roller coaster ride, that, and that's an adrenaline rush. We know that if a couple happens to be walking down the street and someone tries to rob them, you know, and, and they make it and they did it together and they, they beat the guy up or whatever, those types of adventures are going to make adrenaline go up. Those adrenaline types of situations, whether it's danger, whether it's excitement, whether it's laughter, actually can play into how you sexually feel about somebody. So if you want to 
raise raise the content, raise the bar on how much sexual energy the two of you have together. You've got to raise the bar on the level of excitement and adrenaline that you share together, but then you've got to build anticipation later. So it's like you guys going to have to do a little sex flirting. You're going to have to do some distance types of things. Somebody go on a trip. Make some space between the two of you so you can miss each other, so you can look forward to some things, so you can flirt, so that you can explore parts of each other sexually in the brain that haven't been there before, so that then the bodies can connect in a way that's magical, as opposed to, okay, well, let's just do this. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Ross, how can we keep in contact with you? Yeah, so you you can follow me on social media at Dr. Rachel. I think the key is to spell Rachel right, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. You know, I'm very very active on YouTube, so follow my YouTube channel at Dr. Rachel. And um, yeah, so I'm 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 excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And for those of you out there who are want to be sexologists and want to continue this type of work where you help people with their sex lives, head over to drrachelinstitute.com because that's what we do. Train you to do that. Definitely. Thank, Thank you, you, Dr. Rachel. Thanks, oh, it's Doc. a pleasure, always. All right, y'all have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Edumatainment. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Cafe Mocha. We're going to talk about COVID, yo-yo. Oh, goodness. It's <laughs> spreading. It's spreading. It's a lot of variants. Yeah. I mean, the biggest one is Delta variant. Yeah. We, we're looking at four school districts in Georgia have pivoted back to online learning. Thousands of kids have been quarantined out in Georgia. Texas hospitals, ICU beds are filling up. Children's hospitals are filling up all over the country. And we ain't even going to talk about Florida. Um, oh, 
or the dogs that's carrying the uh, virus. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> that's going to be the third question. That's the third <laughs> question I want you to ask the doctors. That's what we're doing today, guys. We've got two doctors on to answer all of our questions, all of our myths, all the misinformation around COVID and around the vaccine. Joining us is our friend, Dr. Michelle Reed, family doctor in Long Island and Queens. Hi, Dr. Michelle. Hello, everyone. Thank you for the invite back. No problem. And Dr. Rachel Villanueva, she's president of the National Medical Association and a professor at NYU. Welcome to the show. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Can we talk about the, the Delta variant? I mean, you know, just when we thought we knew we had all the rules about how this coronavirus works, uh, it changed. Uh, what's the difference between the Delta variant? So basically, you know, all of these viruses that we have can mutate. And anytime a virus mutates, we like to give it a different name. We're scientists. We like to come up with different names. So right now, the variant that we are talking about is the Delta variant. So before that, there was another variant. But now we're going to be talking about that because it's a lot more transmissible. It's highly contagious. They're saying now that the incubation period is like four days. So we really have to be careful out here. But before we talk about mutation, we know that you're sitting around next to somebody, they cough, they sneeze, you inhale their respiratory drops. And then a couple days later or so, which now is the incubation period, That's that time where that virus is growing inside of you and all of a sudden you can get this Delta variant after four days. So before it was two weeks and now it's four days. Now we're down to four to six days. Okay. So um, the question that I want to ask about is um, about children because we're seeing a lot of kids pop up now, the ICUs, are filling up and children's hospitals are filling up. Dr. Villanueva, I mean, is this just sensational headlines? How worried should we be and what should we be doing about it? It's definitely not sensational headlines at all. Um, I think the, you know, the fact is that unfortunately children under 12 cannot get vaccinated right now. So the, the best, the most important thing, especially for our community, because we, have uh, one of the lowest uptake rates of vaccination. Um, The best thing that we can do to protect our children, our families and our friends is to get vaccinated. So anybody that's over 12 years old that is eligible to get vaccinated should get vaccinated. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, along with Yo-Yo. Welcome back from your birthday, but we'll get to that. I know, (laughs) I know, thank God I didn't get stuck in Cabo. I mean, they are making you take these tests on your way back. And we partied like rock stars. And then this Delta hit and everyone was just like, oh, my God. What did, did you pass the test? Did you, know, were did you pass the test? Did they let you back Lord, in the country? Yo, Lord, yo. Have, Lord have mercy. I was so happy <laughs> that I came back negative. Um, we're talking to Dr. Michelle Reed, Long Island and Queens doctor, and Dr. Rachel Villanueva, who is president of the National Medical Association. Um, and speaking of the shot, guys, A lot of people still aren't taking it. 
Yeah. Which one of you has the numbers for the number of black and brown people being wiped out by the Delta variant? Across the board is those who have not been vaccinated. Those are the ones that are succumbing to death and having severe complications to getting COVID-19 and, of course, the Delta variant. Even though we might have been vaccinated, we can still get the Delta variant or COVID-19, but it should not be as severe as far as our reaction and our symptoms. We actually have a question from Pam in Houston on that note. She said, I'm not getting the shot because I hear it's not good for women. It messes with your period. And she says she's trying to get pregnant. So she wants to hold off on the vaccine. Uh, Dr. Villanueva, you are OBGYN. What do you say? If you were my patient and as a healthcare provider, I would have to disagree. Um, You're not going to get pregnant if you're not around and not alive. If you're hospitalized, if you have a tube down your throat, you're not getting pregnant. And we know that this is this is what happens to unvaccinated people. Ninety nine percent of the people in hospitals and who are dying are the unvaccinated. Okay, Jeff in Brooklyn said, I got really sick in the winter of 2019, like the sickest I've ever been with all the COVID type symptoms before COVID was even a thing. Could I have already gotten COVID pre-COVID? And if I did, does that mean I won't get it again? That's a very good question, Jeff. Jeff more than likely probably is not immune. And even if he did still have some level of immunity, I would highly recommend that you still go and get vaccinated now. Okay, so Derek in Charlotte says, I saw this video from a doctor in Indiana who said that masks don't work. Uh, The particles in COVID are so small that they can go right through the mask. So if this is true, why are we wearing masks? Masks do work, and we know that. Um, they, They don't need to be an N95 mask for them to work, but we know that masks do work. Really, it works best for the person who is speaking, right? And so if they have their mask on, that will prevent any particles from reaching another person. So we know that masks work and we know that social distancing works. Dr. Rachel Villanueva, president of the National Medical Association and a professor at NYU. Thank you for dispelling some myths for us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for the invitation. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. While all eyes are on the people who might die or who might suffer in Afghanistan, they should be on the 2,000 confirmed deaths in Haiti's earthquake. A local business owner says getting help to victims is not going to be easy. Even the people who want to bring help are not able to because of the road situation and because of the different issues with gangs that are literally taking control of uh, some of the passageways. It's just very difficult. An activist from the organization Locally Haiti paints this picture. What is going on on the ground is normal people, neighbors, etc., helping, as well as grassroots organizations and civil society organizations. 
And for those of us thinking about making a donation, we have to be smarter this time. Before you do any giving is to make sure that that giving is going to end up in the hands of local people, local leaders, uh, local leaders who know their communities best, local leaders who can make an impact in the places that they live. That's a big lesson learned from the 2010 earthquake. Our prayers to Haiti and to all the families dealing with yet another tragedy in that region. That's the espresso. It's the Mocha Mix with GG Sweet. Yo, yo, welcome back to Earth from after your birthday. I know. Woo. Woo. And Gigi is just taking me back. What's up, Gigi? Sweet, the hardest working, hustling woman I know. Okay. Oh, God, listen. Cafe Mocha listeners, let me tell you, I had the best time of my life turning 50. We saw I- on Instagram. Let me turn it all the way up. I had the most amazing time. I had some great friends to join me. And I'm telling you, I I didn't even get dressed. I brought a hundred bathing suits and only wore two. You're going to be in Queens this weekend, right? Let me tell you, we shout out to the mayor of New York. He is bringing talent in all five boroughs. And I am so glad that he is bringing his Cafe Mocha Sweetie Yo-Yo to the stage. I'm going to uh, go on with George Clinton, Too Short, uh, you name it. It's, it's going to be a big party. It's happening this Friday. It's an afternoon. It's free. And we're encouraging everybody to get vaccinated and or to get tested. And come on out and enjoy a free show. Show. Thanks, yo. Yo, happy birthday. Happy birthday to all of my Leo loves. It's Leo season. We're taking Look, over. Leo season <laughs> is over Monday, so you just calm down. Have a good one, yo, yo. <laughs> Thank you. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. 
with quality over quantity from concept to completion. Now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.